WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome to NYC Now, your source for local news in and around New York City. From WNYC, I'm Sean Carlson. The operator of the Brooklyn Construction Company found responsible for a deadly wall collapse in 2018 will serve two to four years in prison. Brooklyn District Attorney Eric Gonzalez says Jimmy Liu of Staten Island ignored worker safety concerns at a construction site on 39th Street in Sunset Park before a wall collapsed, killing worker Luis Sanchez Almonte. Liu was convicted in March of criminally negligent homicide and other charges. The foreman from the site was also convicted of criminal mischief and is awaiting sentencing. What would a U.S. government shutdown mean for New Yorkers? WMIC's Julia Hayward reports. Republicans in Congress are pushing for steep budget cuts that Senate Democrats are almost guaranteed to reject. If a deal isn't reached, government agencies won't get much of the funding that they need. Here's Murad Awada, who heads the New York Immigration Coalition, on what it means for New Yorkers. This is going to be horrible for the agencies that are supporting migrants right now, but it's also going to be horrible for the people who are relying on the resources coming out of the federal government. Federal employees won't receive a paycheck, while New Yorkers could lose out on SNAP, WIC, and other benefits programs. It also means the White House will be limited in helping with the city's migrant crisis. Stay tuned. More after the break. Everybody's got a story about a piece of music. I thought this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. It's about pure experience, pure connection, pure joy. This song allowed me to survive. I'm Terrence McKnight with a new season of The Open Ears Project. Every Monday in under 20 minutes, you'll hear a different guest share their story. So you can start your week on the right note. Listen wherever you get podcasts. New Jersey is one of the top producers of blueberries, asparagus, and other crops in the U.S. And it's a $1 billion industry fueled by thousands of farm workers. WNYC's Karen Yee reports these workers are facing increased health threats on the job as summers get even hotter. Edgar Gonzalez Murillo is heading home after 10 hours of picking melons on a Salem County farm. His co-workers call him El Grillo, which translates to the cricket, because he's always singing on the job. He lives half the year here, in the southwest corner of New Jersey. It's a strikingly rural part of a state that is the densest in the nation. Murillo spends most of his time in a radius of just a few miles. 
the fields where he works six days a week, and the labor camp where he sleeps at night. He eats a fresh slice of watermelon that he just picked as he waits his turn to shower. Murillo lives in a single-story building with 17 others. The camp is overgrown with grass, a sort of graveyard for broken-down 18-wheelers, torn nursery tarps, and discarded watermelon rinds. Murillo says the heat and humidity get worse every year he comes back to the farm. On days where the heat is suffocating, he prays for cloud cover. He says when a cloud finally does come, he feels relief, even if it's just for one second. New Jersey is one of the fastest warming places on the planet, and climate experts agree. Summers are only getting hotter. That's leaving outdoor laborers like Murillo at greater risk. An international study says agricultural workers are 35 times more likely to die of heat-related illnesses than other workers. But there aren't any federal or state laws offering them protections from the heat. Dr. Lori Talbot has treated farm workers since the 1980s. Drink water, she urges, after checking a worker's blood pressure. We miss you, the worker says back. Talbot used to run a walk-in clinic nearby, but recently retired. She still visits the Cumberland County Farm sometimes, checking in on her former patients and their families. Talbot says most of her patients don't seek care for heat exposure. It's never the thing they come and complain about. It was hot today. Well, of course it's hot today. This is what they do. Exposure to extreme heat can cause heat stroke, kidney failure, or death. The state expects the number of heat deaths to double over the next three decades because of climate change. But no state lawmaker has proposed bills to mandate paid breaks or access to shade during the hottest days. In 2021, the Biden administration began developing a federal heat safety standard that could limit working hours at high temperatures. But that process could take seven years. We're not talking about, you know, uh, an ice castle. Elizabeth Strader is an organizer with United Farm Workers, the nation's union for agricultural laborers. We're not talking about air conditioning the outdoors. We're talking about cool water, shade and rest. United Farm Workers successfully lobbied for heat rules in a handful of states, such as California. When it's hotter than 95 degrees, workers need to get 10-minute breaks every two hours. But Strader says it's hard to organize in New Jersey, where farm workers can't legally unionize. In 1935, the National Labor Relations Act excluded agricultural and domestic workers from basic labor protections, like the right to form a union. The agriculture worker is the last worker in these United States. Workers in the field were disproportionately black, and carving them out was part of President Roosevelt's compromise with the Southern Democrats to get them to support his agenda. In the 1960s, California became the first state to extend collective bargaining rights to all farm workers on its own. New York and Hawaii followed over the years, but New Jersey and others haven't. In most places, this legacy of the Jim Crow era still stands. On a late August afternoon, Dr. Emma Cortez stops at a few blueberry farms in Hamilton and Atlantic County, the heart of the state's $80 million blueberry industry. She distributes paper bags filled with donated toothpaste, cotton bandanas, clothing pins, and soap to dozens of mostly Haitian workers. She says they have to depend on their employer 
for rides to buy personal hygiene products. You can see where we are right now. Like, it's not exactly walkable, you know? I mean, you can walk it, but it's not close at all. There's no sidewalks. Cortez founded the Migrant Health Collaborative of South Jersey to boost healthcare access for migrant workers. She says many prioritize sending money back home rather than taking care of themselves. Most of the state's 25,000 farm laborers are undocumented immigrants. They generally don't speak English or have health insurance. Others are seasonal employees from southern states or on work visas from Mexico or Central America. Longtime farm worker Martín Vera Aguilar is driving a tractor with a flatbed trailer through a field of plump green peppers. Rows of laborers dump peppers into a line of bins behind him. Before he was a driver, he used to be the one crouched over picking vegetables, sometimes in temperatures over 100 degrees. Eh, dan muchas ganas de vomitar a veces. Eh, los pies es muy cansado, las manos también. No puede mucho no trabajar. Sometimes you feel like throwing up, he says. Your feet are really tired, your hands too. You can't work. While some workers like Aguilar are paid by the hour, others are paid by how much they harvest, which gives them little incentive to take extra breaks. Imagine in the summer when it's 100, 102. Farming has run in Tom Shepard's family since the 1600s. He owns 700 acres in Cumberland County. Uh, We try to start them as early as we can in the morning and get them done by noon so that they're not out in the worst part of the heat in the day. Labor organizers say he's an example of how growers can treat their workers better. Shepard recently built new labor camps, equipped with central air conditioning and washer-dryers. We want to treat our men well, you know. That's, you know they, they work hard for us, and while they're here, we want them to, to enjoy it. But there's little incentive for growers to modernize worker housing. Some of them operate on the margins, and upgrading housing camps means complying with new building codes. Farmer representatives and labor organizers say most labor camps don't have air conditioning. But that might have to change. Temperatures in New Jersey are expected to rise by 5 degrees by 2050. (laughs) This summer is said to be the hottest on record. Murillo says he's staying in New Jersey through October, before returning home to Mexico, where he has a beekeeping business. But here, he's one of thousands keeping the domestic food supply alive. Getting through the hottest days, the only way he knows how. Karen Yi, WNYC News. Thanks for listening to NYC Now from WNYC. I'm Sean Carlson. Catch us every weekday, three times a day. We'll be back tomorrow.